day we are living in. Just want to invite you to go to the Word of God to continue on the thoughts that uh, Judge 8, if I didn't give you that, Judge 8. I'll read Judge 8 just to give um, a thought there, but uh, then we go to Colossians 1. Judge 8 says, uh, verse 22, second. Then the man of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule over us, for both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also. For thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you, but the Lord shall rule over you. If a soul could have that same revelation, that uh, would have not maybe accepted to be ruling over Israel, said, no, I don't want to be the one ruling over you. I want the Lord to continue ruling over you. Because that was his, his initial thought. That was his perfect will, that he wanted to continue to be the one who's ruling. Amen. And let's go to Colossians. One. This is a scripture the prophet used to preach the message, the mystery. Christ is a mystery of God revealed. Brother Andrew just uh, encouraged the young people on Friday during this time that they won't have the Sunday school. Oh, not Sunday school. Young people meetings just to to stay in the Word of God, and this is one of the messages that he suggested to them. And I was already, uh, myself, already digging into it, and uh, some of the thoughts would come from, from there. They just encourage you, and the same thought as he said to anybody, just stay to that. If you have one message you want to listen to, go back to that message. The prophet himself encouraged us, if you want to come to something, come to this message and listen to it again. Tremendous message. Thank God for that. Colossians 1, 10, 19 says, That he might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthening with all might according, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, 
He has already translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they are be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. Praise be to God. Not about any man else, it's about him. Let's talk about him. Let him be remain the principal theme of our songs, of our preaching, of everything that we do. Let Christ be the center of our life. And it says, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the first from the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Amen. May God bless his word and inspire us this morning. You can have your seat. Sorry, I think I'll pull it a little bit more. I'd like to continue to allowing God's potential part three, and uh, like to talk uh, also maybe in, in relationship with uh, Father's Day. I'd like to talk about is the head, as each father is the head of each family. I'd like to talk about God being the head of the body, and maybe the title. I'd like to read first those two quotes of the prophet, and then from there I'll take my title. The prophet says in one message, it says, the spoken word is the original seed. He said, the word of promise in himself, like it was in Mary, God himself made manifest. He will act himself by his own word of promise, so to fulfill all that has been written of him as he did when he came from the virgin womb. Type of the spirit womb now, so will the virgin now, accepting his word, be unto me as thou hast said. Amen. Thou, though it was said by an angel, while it, was, while it yet was the written word, Isaiah 9, 6, thou will love him, love him, and will have his potentials, for he is their head, and they are his subject, subject to his head, headship of Christ was his. Notice what harmony Jesus never did anything until his sin of the Father, or the Father showed him first. Harmony between God and Christ, see John 5, 19. So will the bride, and he shows her his word of life. He shows her, and she receives it. The characteristic of the bride is she receives the word of God. 
She's not discussing with the word of God. She does not argue about the word of God. She opens her womb of her heart and receives the word of God. Let it be done to me according to your own word, Father. I don't want it to go only to the process of my mind. I don't want to argue, to reason about it. Father, I just want your word to come and become pregnant in the womb of my heart. If the word needs to have effect in my heart, it needs in my life, it needs to be find its place into my heart. That's the, what the disposition of the bride today. She's like Mary. She says, I don't understand how it's going to happen. I, don't, I can't comprehend it. I can't explain even. Sometimes you don't even have the word to explain. Sometimes even the preacher, sometimes he gets something in his heart and he can't even explain what he gets. He tries best and at the end he says, oh, I didn't deliver the way I got it. Why? Because sometimes it's beyond explanation. But you just know that it's a reality. You just know that it's something inside of you. This is nothing us but the truth. Amen. That's the attitude of the bride. It says, so will the bride and he shows her his word of life. He shows her and she receives it. She never doubts it. Nothing can harm her. Not, not even death. For if the seed be planted, the water will raise it up again. Amen. Then I got a great big hallelujah, the prophet says. And he says, here is the secret. The word is in the bride and the mind of Christ to know what he wants done with the word of God. Amen. That's the secret. The word inside of the bride. The word inside of your heart. No matter what you are going, no matter what you are going through, but the word wants is in inside of you, nothing can harm you. Amen. The flesh might go through certain things, the mind sometimes will travel, but the soul is anchored. The soul is stable. Amen. That's the attitude of the bride. She will be invincible. Says, so the word is in the bride and says, And she does, she does it in his name, and she has that saved the Lord. Then it is jeopardized, so the Holy Spirit waters it until it is grown and serves its purpose. They do only his will, and I believe that no one can persuade them different. They have that saved the Lord, or they keep still. Then they will do the works of God, for it is himself in them continuing his word to fulfill. He did complete in his day, for he did complete in his day. All things, when he was here. He did not complete all when he was here, for it was not time yet. So there's a portion that is given to the bride, and the bride has to continue the same work that he started. It's not that the bride is doing her own work. The bride is doing what the Holy Spirit is telling the bride to do. She's following the steps that what he went through. She's following the head. She's not following her own mind. She's following where the head is going. That's what we have received. You're not doing your own thing. You don't even follow your own thinking. You're following the thinking of God. Because you come from that thought. That's where you're going back. Something is pulling you. You don't want to understand. There is a pull inside of you. What is that? Eternity is calling unto you. The bride of Jesus Christ in this last day. There has never been a day like this day today. There's never been a day, even the whole time, there's never been a day like this day. It is the day where we are going into the rapture, like Brother Saber sang today. We are going into the rapture, amen. Oh, praise be to God. 
Brother, one I was just reading to it. I got to the message and start praying. I start crying. Oh God, we have received something. Oh God, we don't want to take it lightly. Make it a reality more and more to our life. This is not just saying we took the court here. We have heard it today. Father, this is the time the court has to become life, Father. In my soul. So the potential to be in full display requires the headship because he's saying they will have his potential. Not their own potential, his potential. And for us, he says, for he is their head. Amen. So the second quote, or I'll take the title, says, Christ is a mystery of God revealed. We have Satan's answer. God has vindicated himself. God has proved himself to his promise in these days. Hallelujah. The headship is here. Amen. Christ, the risen Lord, is here in the same power of his resurrection that he ever was manifesting himself. There is the devil's answer. The devil's answer today is asking you, you need to answer to him, the headship is here. The headship is here. I'm not going to give my own thought. I don't have any thought. I'm a, I'm a unique. I don't have any seed that can give you life. The only seed that can give you life is the word of truth. And what we have received that has already been vindicated by the, by the angel of God, by God himself. That's what can give life. The headship is here. Amen. The headship is here. Our father is here. He has not left us, left us fatherless. He's here with us. Praise be to God. Only a prophet can give that positive statement. No minister, no, no one, no, 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 fivefold ministry, no one could give that statement to say with authority, the headship is here. Only the prophet of God vindicated for this age could have that authority and tell the bride, you know the bride, the answer to the devils today, you have to tell him that the headship is here. My father is here. No matter what I'm going, my father is here. He will give me victory. He will lead me. He will guide me. He will comfort him. My father is here. Man usually praises God for the things in the future or the things in the past. But now we need to look in the things that are happening now. We need to glorify God for the things that are happening now. Let God help us to go a little bit in a higher level. Let's just leave the things, leave the pot, leave the, the, the dinner, leave all the things, put it aside. Just go to heavenly places. God, speak to my soul. Just speak to my soul with your word because I want your word to help me. In this time of trials that we are going, this last time of darkness that we are going through, we need something that is more, that is greater than us, that can give us the strength to overcome. That thing that, is, that can give us strength to overcome is only the Holy Spirit. Amen. The headship in terms of the Bible, sometimes it is referred to it as the headstone, the capstone of the head. So what are the scriptures I'm going to read as a, as a background here, just a foundation to give some scriptures that related to that. The Bible says in the Old Testament, he called it the chief cornerstone. You cannot understand the headstone unless you understand the cornerstone. Peter will speak about it in the same thing, same way. It says in Peter, in Peter, in First Peter two six and eight says, 
Wherefore also it's contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect and precious. I lay in Zion, I lay in the bride. Zion, it is, Zion, Zion represents the bride. God himself is making that declaration. I will lay and I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. It is elect, it is precious. And he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Let me tell you, God has not ordained you to be confounded, to be ashamed. The world is being confounded, it's being confused. They will give one answer this and they change the answer. They're evolving, they're learning, and the different things are going. But the bride is not confused. She has the absolute, she has the reference. She keeps her eyes on the word of God. God does not change, doesn't change on the circumstances, doesn't change because of the economic situations. God remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why we can rest upon the word of God because it does not change. Amen. God bless you. Unto you, therefore, which believe is precious. For someone who does not believe, it is not precious. But to you who believe, it is precious. You cannot change it with something else. There is nothing else that has greater value than what you have found. It is precious to you. But unto them which he be disobedient, the stone which the builder is allowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, where unto also the way appointed. You know, you cannot expect to have the capstone. You cannot expect to follow the headship uh, the head, the head, the if, if you don't follow the word of God. You must not stumble at the word of God. Like I said, the attitude of Mary is to accept the whole word of God. Because you want the headship of God, follow the word of God. You want the direction of God, follow the word of God. You want the perfect will of God, follow the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now, in order to build a strong building, you need to have a good foundation. Otherwise, it will crumble. Paul said in Ephesians 2, 19, 22, says, Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in him you also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. You cannot love the message if you don't love the, if you don't have the foundation that Paul put on it, that the apostle put. You cannot expect, oh, I love the message, but you, re- oh, I love God, or I love the word, or I love the message, if you don't go back to the foundation. You cannot say, oh God, you know, you cannot say, oh, I love Paul. I love the teaching of Paul. I love what God is, Paul is saying here. Oh, I love to read. I love to listen to what Paul is saying. Unless you love the message. 
Because they go together. Because Brother Barnum had to bring us back first to the foundation, bring us to the foundation, to bring us to the faith of our forefathers to tell us, you know what Paul preached? I preached exactly like Paul preached. That's why you can be resting upon it like the other one on the other side are resting upon it because they know if Paul can make it, we are also going to make it because he has preached exactly like Paul preached. You want to have the capstone, you have to have the foundation. You have to have Christ. You know, brother, brothers and sisters, we repeat it many times, many times, many times, many times. You must be born again. You must be born again. Because people have changed the Christian experience. Christian experience has become personal, personal, let's say, personal experience of what you go on a sensation rather than having a personal experience according to the word of God where it is a personal revelation to your heart. It has to become a personal revelation to your heart. You know, you must be born again is an instruction that's not just to repeat it for the sake of repeating, but is to tell you that you can't be solid, you can't be solid Christian unless you start by a solid foundation. The solid foundation is you must be born again. It has to be a personal revelation. Otherwise, someone can put you in and someone can put you out. It has to become, Lord, revealed to me more and more. Make the word of God real to me. That's what the message has brought us to. The chief cornerstone was the stone that the builders neglected because it was the odd stone. So no, let's just try to build our own, make it a nice building. But that cornerstone there, that stone... It looks ugly. It's, 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 it's not attractive. And they neglected it. They neglected it. And at the end of, the, of their work, they realized, oh, there is something that is missing here. And in order to fill in, what can we put there? Oh, it has to be that cornerstone that we left there. Because without it, the house is going to crumble. Then they went, either what you have to do, you have to restart from scratch because the foundation is where you are being built. You have to put it aside. You have to scratch it aside. Let it scramble. Let's rebuild. Let's have a reboot. Let's have a reset. The message comes to make a reset, a reboot in our life, to take anything that was of the world and to wipe it away and to build upon Christ and Christ only. Upon this revelation, I shall build my church. And the, hell, the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. If you want to have the overcoming power, you need to start by the right foundation of the word of God as a personal revelation. Amen. Skipping on quote. Oh, let me just read. The prophet says, dedication. The spiritual builders today, that's why the bride building of Christ is not ready for the bridegroom, is because the builders have rejected the chief cornerstone that was laid on the day of Pentecost, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's been odd. People act funny. They don't come 
into the order of our psychology, of our educational, of our learning, our creeds, doesn't fit, and they kicked it out because it was too odd, too peculiar, too disagreeable. If the plans that we as men had, ideas of what the church ought to be, it ought to be a group of polished, polished scholars. It ought to be a group of fine-dressed people, and it goes on and goes on. I pray that we don't get to that situation or think, oh no, this doesn't apply to me, this applies to a certain category of people, this applies to this, this applies to this, not me, me, I'm so polished, I've been in the message for so long, no, no, I know these old things, I've heard it, you know, I've, no, oh God, I want to start with what the word says. Paul referred to it, he says, in Romans 8, I'm mentioning Romans 8 because I'll come back to it. Romans 8, 32, 33 says, Wherefore, because they saw it not by faith, but as it were by the works of the law, they stumbled at that stumbling, blocks, uh, they, they stumbled at that stumbling stone. As it was written, Behold, I lay in Zion a stumbling stone, a rock of offense, and whosoever believed on him shall not be ashamed. And Jesus Christ himself will refer to that again. What are the other promises of the headstone? We know that Zechariah also promised about it. He says, well, who are thou, Zechariah 4, 7, who are thou, a great mountain before Zerubbabel that shall become a plain, and it shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying, grace, grace unto it. You know, the prophet used the scripture to preach the message, the message of grace. So it's not it's the message of grace. And in that message, you will say, we know that the scriptures say that Jesus is the chief cornerstone and he's also the headstone. For a little time, I might come back to it. And then another scripture I would like to refer to it in Daniel 2, 33, 34. It says, that so is still, so is still that the stone was cut out, of, out, out without hands with which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, and the brass, and the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together. It's talking about the image that, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar had. And it's like that is a stone that had to come down and, and break, break everything to pieces together. Became like the shaft of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the storm, that small image, became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. All these promises we know have to be fulfilled at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to go into details or how to explain, but I just want to give you a key here. Sometimes the message can give a key and it opens something, something for you. Oh, I never see that before. You know, if you go sometimes to the mountains, of, I was showing to my kids, you know, the, the profile of the prophet in that mountain. And one of them was just struggling to see it. So, I don't see that. I don't see it. But it's there. Everybody has to look at it. Oh, it's there. I see Brother Banam there. I see Brother. Then at some point, oh, I see it. So that's how sometimes it is with the message. You don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it. Then one time God opens to you. Oh, I see it. I see that. That's what the seven seal is. The Bible was there. We are reading the Bible, reading the Bible. We didn't understand what it was. And then God comes and opens the seals. And now we look into the Bible. It becomes a new book. Now we read it. Oh, it's so. Sorry, it's so clear. I can see the serpent seed. I can see this. I can see the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But how come I didn't see that? But it's so clear. 
It's God opening our eyes, God opening our heart. And one of the opening of things the pastor preached on that is the coming of the Lord. He preached on that and it's just opened my heart. says, the coming of the Lord is not an instant, it's not an instant event. It is a process. It is a span of time. We are already in the cycle of the coming of the Lord. We are already in that cycle. Amen. So don't just expect all oh, the coming of the Lord just on one, one event. We are already in that cycle. We have heard the shout of the king. We have heard the shout of Malachi 4. We have heard the bridegroom call. It's already part of the coming of the Lord. So all these prophecies that has been promised for the second coming of the Lord, we are right into it. Amen. Don't put us in the future. Put it in the present time. God, it's mine. It's my time. The prophet says, just to back it up, the prophet says, the bridegroom call will come right through this. When the Son of Man will come down and come in human flesh to unite the two together. The church has to be the word. He is the word. And the two unite together. And to do that, it will take the manifestation of the revealing of the Son of Man, not a clergyman. It will take the manifestation of the revealing of the Son of Man. He says, I don't know, do you see what I mean? See, it's the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will come down in human flesh among us and will make his word so real that he will unite the church and him as one, the bride, and should go home to the wedding supper. We are not going, we are not going to the marriage. The marriage is happening now. The bride is united now. That's why he could preach the message the invisible union. It's a time that you can be united to your, to, your, to your husband, which is the word of God. Oh, praise be to God. There's never been a day like this day. In the message, the future home of the heavenly bridegroom and the earthly bride, he will say, yes. Become a part of the word, a part of the word of today. Can't be part of the word of Moses' day. That part is done, made up, and that was the feet. We are the head now. This is Christ. The, not the arms time back in Luther. No, this is the head time. Christ, the headstone, comes to the body. This is our time, brothers and sisters. That's the reason I want to speak this morning on the Father's Day. The head is here. Amen. The capstone is here. The headstone is here. The coming of the headstone is right here. Amen. That we need to be united with it. That's why the prophet, when he's talking, when he's talking about the constellation of the seven angels, and he said, God gave him that vision, sir, is this the time? He had that vision, and what is that vision? He thought that it was his death. He was, he was bothered, and he was, that was my, maybe it's my, the end of my journey, been my time of my life. And he asked God if the end of my life, bring that, bring that to me again. And then God didn't bring that to him again. And then he prayed, if it's another stage, if it's something that is related to my ministry, oh God, may you bring that again and he felt like a power coming into the room and he shook him and threw him on the other side of the room and when he went on the other side of the room the bible was open and what what is that what was the what was the attention that god wanted him to look at it he looked open the bible and look at it, it was romans 9 the scripture we read the stumbling block it will be that stones it will be a stumbling block for the world but it's going to be precious for the bride. Revelation 10 is precious for the bride. Revelation 10 comes to give rapturing faith for the bride. Amen. Revelation 10 comes to bring grace for the bride. Rapturing grace. How can I have those potentials? God is giving.
giving his own potentials to change our body. Today we see that already as a paradox. I used to be slave to this. I used to be slave to this. Now I'm not slave to those things anymore. What happened? It was the dynamic that came and changed your life. Prophet says, Are you with me this morning? Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not too excited sometimes. Get too excited and it um, God be merciful. Amen. The prophet says, Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Our headship is, it says, our headship is a kingdom. The kingdom of God is within you, save the Bible, Jesus. The kingdom, we are not a denomination. We belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom is the word of God made spirit and life in our own life, bringing to pass every promise in this day as it did in that day when the word and God was one. We are not a denomination. We are not just another group of people. We want to socialize and different things. All things are good, but that's not the main focus. The main focus, we are a group. They called our people. have been called to go into the rapture. It will take things that go with it, but it has to be a personal call. God calling you. God revealing to you to come into the kingdom of God. To come into the kingdom of God. We are not even, I will say this, we are not even a democracy. We're not a democracy. No, let's say the majority of people, let's vote. No, let's see this. If this goes, if it, if it is against the word of God, we don't even have to vote. God has already voted. The word is the absolute. The, the word is the majority. What the word of God says all the kingdom, people in the kingdom just says, oh, let it be done to us. That's your word. Amen. No matter how hard it is, we just say, God, that's your word. We don't want a man to rule over us. We want you to rule over us. We don't want our own opinion to rule over us. We want you to rule over us. Amen. That's why we are not from this world. We are not Canadians. We are not Zimbabwean. I'm Congolese from background, but I'm not Congolese. We are not Germans. We are from another kingdom. That's where we are going back. We are going to our kingdom. That's why the word of God can come and shape us. And the word of God can come and, and, and hone us. Amen. We can go. The, the same word of God that is preached here, it will be preached in a different part of the world. And if you go there, you will see the same people acting the same way, behaving the same way, the Holy Spirit moving them the same way. What is doing that is the Holy Spirit working in the people because they are part from the third kingdom. Amen. Amen. We are from above. We belong to a kingdom. We don't join that kingdom. We are born in that kingdom. What kingdom is that? The prophet says the mystical body of Jesus Christ. By one spirit we are baptized in this body, born of his spirit. Then we belong to a kingdom. All our lives are not Americans. You will repeat the same thing. We are not Germans. We are not nothing. We are Christians. We are settled and walk in the spirit. Love slave. Oh, do you love the Lord this morning? Praise be to God. So if the headship is here, what's the purpose of the headship? 
What is the headship? What's the purpose of the headship? The headship is not the event of the catching away. The headship leads us into the rapture, into the catching away. The, rep- the headship brings forth the rapturing faith. That's why the prophet says, now, it says in Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Now to the life in the body is a vindication of the rapture is at hand. When you see the headship and the body becoming one and the fullness of the measure of his manifestation shows that the body is about ready to be received to the headship. So I hope it's not just too abstract here. So he's saying, when you see the headship being united with the body, then it shows that the body is ready to be received into the headship. So the headship you have, you have the bride, the body has to be united to the headship. The, the uniting time it has to be united to the headship. Once that is being done, then we are ready for the being caught up into the rapture. So now we are living in the time where we have to be united with the headship. We are living in a time where each person has to make sure that he's united with the headship. Not as a group, not as a church, but personally, God, I want to be united to the headship. Lord, I want your headship to be reality in my life. If the church knows its position, then the rapture will take place. We need, and I believe we are getting to know our more and more our position, more and more who we are, more and more where we are standing. Sometimes God put trials and here and there, but it's making us to recognize that we are sons and daughters of God. We are recognizing our position. Amen. So our headship is not any special church somewhere or any special headquarters somewhere. Every Catholic church is following the headquarters of Rome. When Rome decides something, and whether it's the word of God or not, then all the Catholic church follows. I hope the denomination, we are, we, I hope the denomination does the same thing. I hope in the message we are not that way. Oh, that church did this, so you know, we have to follow that. No, that's not that. Every church is governed by the headship. Every pastor is, is governed by the headship. And may God give us that revelation to recognize, to pray for, for the leader, to pray for our pastors. Lord God, may you lead them because once I trust your leadership in their life, I trust that you are leading me, I can pray that you lead them so that you can trust what that the leadership is going. Amen. Not just rely on something you see and there and there. God, let your, you rule over your people. Sometimes you have the power to change, to change how the direction of the service can go. Why? Because you have the power to pray. And God, our Heavenly Father, knows your need. And we come to that and He's going to minister to your need. What is doing that? The headship once again. Amen. Prophet says, running time here, but says, our headship is in heaven. I'm not going to Rome. I'm going to heaven when I die. See, the headship is in heaven. So that's why I can say each person has to be connected to that headship and to get in this direction. 
Otherwise, someone can always make you in and out. Heaven is not, the Proverbs say, heaven is not portioned off to different portions to us up here. Heaven is the kingdom of heaven that within us one waits. So heaven has to be inside of you for you to go to heaven. You have to be united with the headship in order to be received by the headship. You have to, heaven needs to be inside of you in order to be received in heaven. And the prophet will continue and says, Oh, praise be to God. He says, therefore, the body cannot recognize. Don't you fail this? When the prophet said, don't you fail this? It needs our attention. He says, the body, therefore, cannot recognize any other headship but the word. Because the head is connected with the body, the head is the word. It's the same word, one headship. Therefore, denominations and holy fathers and everything else is dead done. There is one headship and that's Christ. The body only recognizes one thing, the word. Oh God, may God help us to recognize one headship, the word. You cannot serve two masters at the same time. You cannot be in the world, one foot in the world and one foot in the message. You have to be completely in the message. You can't be playing church one day here and the other day you are living the other way. You have to be completely in the headship. Let that be a reality once again. Amen. Because if you want to be, the body can only recognize one headship, and it is the word of God. Amen. So what is the purpose of the headship? The headship could not come in a time of Luther. We know these things, but think about it. The headship could not come in the time of Luther, in the time of Wesley, and yet at the age, he had to come in our time. The white has to come in our time to have a certain effect, to have a certain result. The prophet will say, and I'm just, I'm just quoting, I'm paraphrasing here. The pyramid is cut by the seven thunders. I hope just don't throw that, a throwing message. The, the, the pyramid is cut by the seven thunders. I want to emphasize this morning that the headstone is here to give us rapturing faith. You cannot have rapturing faith. I'm just going to be playing with you. You cannot have rapturing faith because you feel so good when you listen to Jolson, Olsley, whatever he is, motivational speaker and everything. You feel good. Oh, I feel whew, so much energy. It's good, but it does not give you rapturing faith. You might still watch another preacher, another, it is very good. Oh, it makes me, I feel so good. It makes me come out of the blues and everything. Yes, it works and we need those things, but it doesn't have rapturing faith. Rapturing faith is only in the message of the hour. Even though it might look boring and everything, that's where rapturing faith lays, Church of God. So I'm encouraging you this morning, the headship is here to give us rapturing faith. Amen. We need to stay in the headstone in order to be magnetized. You know, the magnet can only attract the same thing of the same quality, which is a magnet. 
In order to be magnetized, you need to have be magnetized. In order to be magnetized on that day of the rapture, you need to be today in that headstone to be magnetized by the word of God today. You need to be washed by the word of God. You need to be cleansed by the word of God. We need to come to church. We need to pray. We need to put everything that we have. God, make your word a reality in my life. Make me that I can walk in the same frequency as your word. Make me come to the level you want me to be, Lord. The potential is in your word, Father, not in me, in your word. Let me a burden your heart, brothers and sisters. We are living in a time that's so late, brothers and sisters. No time to joke anymore. God, make that a reality in my life. You know, people, this COVID came and people became a little spiritual even family and you could talk oh they start mentioning God and but maybe all these things praise be to God we can be gathered together but God's grace when we come to normal people they'll start cool off again cooling off again but the bride needs to stay focused on Christ God it was not the fear that made me pray it's not the fear that made me consecrate even though it's not that fear that brought me to that level, Lord, it has to be love of God. Lord, cause me to love you more. Cause me to serve you more. Make the word of God reality, oh God. Maybe you had, by, by God's grace, you have a, a little bit more time of prayer. Don't go back to the old habits again. Stay with that. Continue walking that, pressing with that. Amen. Soul that magnetized to him. Only the soul that magnetized to him will go to meet him in the air. There will be in the resurrection to live with him, to be taken out yonder. These old bodies that we now live in, or even like we have now, that's getting old and crinkling up and dropping down, will be dropped over yonder in the, I don't know how to say it, in the cupola of dust. Molded over, forgive me, I didn't say properly, but made like unto this own glorious body in the final resurrection when he comes again. And I said, Well, now look here, there is many people that not magnetize. There is many people that bolted down with circumstances, say, I can't do it. I just couldn't do it. It's too much of a price. The prophet speaking, go tell my disciples. Brothers, except that heart is changed and that soul setting yonder magnetized with God by the Holy Ghost, when Jesus comes, you'll be left on the earth alone. Remember, there will be a resurrection one of these mornings. Only for those who are dead in Christ will go bring with him. I want to be in that number. No matter what, no matter the price, I want to be in that number. End of quote. So he said, don't be bolted down to the things of the world, swayed here and there. Be in the headstone today, is my comment. The headstone comes to give preeminence. The things you cannot do, things you are struggling with. Maybe over the years, over the years, and you keep telling the Lord. Sometimes you come, sometimes it feels like come, sometimes feel like go, sometimes like a victory, sometimes feel like go back to that. 
Let me encourage you this morning. Just stay in the presence of the Word of God. You might not see what is happening in the background, but God is still working. And God will deliver you. It will come in a way that you don't expect. It will come in a way maybe you don't see. But as long as you stay in the presence of the Son, God is going to do His work. You might be bound by multiple strongholds of the enemy. Your heart might be full of some kingdoms reigning. They are opposing the kingdom of God. But I want to encourage you in the same way. The capstone comes to crush all the kingdoms. It's coming and it's crashing. Amen. Just let loose and let the headstone come inside. And it's still, even if you don't see it, it's still going to be working. If you see in the world, are you still with me this evening, this morning, sorry. If you see the pressure of the world, the world, the pressure is not going to go down for the bride. It will get worse and worse. The pressure will come greater and greater some way to the point that we might recognize and understand that this is not our place anymore. We see the law of Sodom being, 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 being legalized and those things that will come a lot of pressure upon us. But let me tell you, if you don't stay in the presence of the word of God, you'll be swayed away by the things of the world. If you see every ministry, you see the ministry of Elijah. He went also in that time where they have a lot of pressure. We will see the pressure of Jezebel. We see the pressure of the world coming upon the bride more and more. We need something that is stronger than the pressure of the outside. That's why we cry day and night. We need to be pressurized with the word of God. We need to be pressurized with the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I see, I was just watching those news a little bit. I see the J7, J7 and Mr. Nice Biden. Uh, walking around, smiling everywhere, and uh, our prime minister smiling too and everything. I was just looking at that and say, oh, all that they're working is just they're under a certain anointing. Nice people and as nice they can be, but they're under a certain anointing. And that anointing will just go to fight against the bride more and more. Because it is the anointing of the pale horse. It will come and fight more and more against the bride. It's the anointing of death. The anointing that will come to put more pressure. But the bride has a place where she can rest. <laughs> the bride has a place of refuge. The bride, the, the bride has a place where she can hide. A hiding place in Jesus Christ. <laughs> Praise be to God. When you see... Biden and Russia, that, 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 that Putin guy there, they met and they tried to agree and everything. And uh, I just looked at it, I thought of Daniel. They will never agree. They will try, they will try, they will try, but they will never agree. We are living in a time where the clay and the iron can't mix together. In a time where they can never be, they will try to find some common ground in here, but they will continue to be separated because they cannot agree. You know, Khrushchev already raised that shoe and showed that we cannot agree. And when we see those things happening, we have to understand that is also the time for the headstone to come. The headstone has come, and now that headstone has to be a reality in our heart. 
that headstone have to be the kingdom that reigns. You are governed by the kingdom north of this world, by the kingdom from above. Let that kingdom from above govern you, lead your feeling, lead your decisions, lead your financial needs. Amen. Let that kingdom from above lead you. We are not afraid from the threats of this world because we know that we are under another kingdom. Elijah we was under another the rulership of another kingdom. No matter what was happening on the outside there, but he knew that God was on his side. Amen. The capstone comes to manifest the unlimited potentials of God. What is the headstone? The headstone is love. The headstone is the love of God. Brother Balambo, the predecessor of the perfect man, says it's the love of God. He's also confirmed in Galatians 5, 6. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor circumcision, but faith which worketh by love. I'm going to read a quote of the prophet here, but maybe it might sound like I'm going a little bit from, from my subject, but I'm not. I'm just going to make a point here. The prophet says, says if I found it, says, I believe that the reason we don't have desperation is because it's a lack of love. God, the love of God, I think that the love of God causes desperation. If God is in you, the token inside of you, and you see the conditions of time and people waiting and seeing the way they are, it will throw you into desperation. And then I believe it will. Now the word plainly states that if you want to put, the word plainly states that if you want to put this down, it says in Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by love. Faith works by love. The only way that you can have faith is have love first. Because after all, faith is love's incentive. Incentive that exactly what faith is. It's an incentive to love. You don't have love. If you don't have love, you can't have faith. How can you have faith in your wife if you don't love her? And he says, that's only filial. How can you have faith if you don't love her? He says, you need first to love her. Then once you love her, you can have faith in her. I'm skipping some portions. He says, that's the way if you love. If you do love her, you express it. That the way we do to God, when we love him, we tell him about him. We sit down and we adore him. We worship him. You see, love drives us to do that. That's where the message comes. The message comes to produce the love of God. It comes to produce the love of God to the point that you do things not because of fear, not because of running away from hell. You do things because of love. Amen. Because when the love has to be the motive that makes you do things. That's why the brother of said the headship comes to make us prisoner. Prisoner of the love of God. When you have the preeminence upon you, it's not too pushing you. It's not forcing you by force to do things. It's because you have the love of God for him. Amen. You know, we can come and preach. Let me put it this way. You can come and preach and preach over time in a way of condemnation. A person will do certain things. But if that pressure cools off, the, pressure, the person goes back to the same thing. But when the person has the love for God, <laughs> brothers and sisters, when the person has the love for God, no matter the ups and downs, ups and downs, it's still God, you are still my Lord. You are still my king. You are still my leader. You are still my shield. You are my all in all. Listen to what the Jesus said. He says in Luke 10, 25, he says, Behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? 
Good question. He said unto him, and he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? He answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbors as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. So he's answering, he's asking me, just put it a little bit, come with me here in that journey a little bit. He asked him, How can I, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus Christ asked him, referring, what does the law say? And he repeat, and he, the person summarized the law into the love of God, with all the heart, with all the mind, with all our strength. And then Jesus said, yes, you answered right. He didn't ask him, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have, must not commit adultery, must not do the things. All those things are good. But if it's not driven by the love of God, you are missing the point. That says, you have to pray that God gives you the love of God in your heart. If you love God with all your heart, then you will do all the things automatically. Let me tell you, the love, of, the love, even the filial love in a human person can make him do things that he didn't think that he can do. It can make a person drive here to Saskatchewan all the time. What is that? It's the love in the heart. It can make you fly from London to Paris all the time. What is that? It's the love of God. It can make you drive from the north of Edmonton to south of Edmonton every Saturday. You don't consider it as a problem because there is love. You can see Jacob could do all the 14 years in his, for, for Rachel. Why? Because it was love. But what about the love of God in the heart of a person? <laughs> And that's what the message comes. It calls that love. I constantly pray, and I want to make them experience be like this, be, God, cause me to love you more. Because if I love you more, I will do everything because of love. The problem where we have is, I have just to make it plain, plain if, excuse me for being that, we don't love him enough. We don't love him enough. So I love you, I love you, but when we have to make choices, sometimes you, you prioritize certain things. But may God help us to love him more. Just to love him. Just give me your love, Lord. Give me your love. Just give me, fill me with your love. I will do everything once I love you. But how love can be created, how love can be, stay in that atmosphere. Talk to him. Let him talk back to you. Let that love increase. That's the secret for overcoming. Amen? Amen. Corinthians 13, 4, 7 says, Charity suffered long and is kind. I'll put it as a headship. Headship suffered long and is kind. Headship envieth not. Headship vaunteth not itself. Is not poofed up. Does not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Amen. If you are still in the things, that the, in the, those things, you know, just pray, God, bring me into that headstone. The experience that the prophet says when he had before preaching, when he was preaching adoption, you can never go on the other side without perfect love. 
Amen. Do you love the Lord? Amen. Give me a few more minutes here. Satan has no head. Satan has been crushed at Calvary. The only thing that is moving is only his tail that is moving. But while he's moving his tail, God is sending the headstone to crush completely the tail of the enemy. Satan has no power over the bride. That's what the headstone comes to tell the bride, that she's going to be an overcomer. She's not going to fail. This Eve is not going to fail. She's going to prevail. Amen. David did not know that what he had inside of him was more powerful than a Goliath. He didn't know at that time when he was still he was, he was, he was, he was, he was, he was leading the sheep over there. But one time the prophet came to him and revealed to him that you know you are going to be king over my nation. You're going to be king over Israel. Because of the anointing that David had upon him, nothing could stand on his way. He had to be king no matter what. No matter the Philistines, no matter Goliath, no matter all the threats of the enemy, God's word had to be fulfilled. Amen. Let me tell you again this morning, as I'm closing this evening, this morning, let me tell you the bride is not going to be failing in this last age. The bride is going to be an invisible army. And she's going to be an invisible army. She has received the headship. The headship is here to give her victory over the things of the world. Amen. The head comes to control you. The head comes to control you. It comes to control the world. Nothing can have dominion over you once you have that headship in your heart. Amen. Amen. What is the purpose of the headstone? The headstone comes to give you intelligence. When the, when the cloud came, it didn't come, it didn't come, it came in the form of the pyramid. It comes with a nine inside of it to show that it is what God is coming to do in our time. It is the head coming upon the bride. It comes to give you intelligence. What is that intelligence? Is that intelligence is going to give you to know how to answer to the enemy. You have the answer to the enemy's question. No matter what you are going, whatever you are going, you're praying for, whatever you're going through, let me tell you, God has the answer for your situation. Because you are the bride of Jesus Christ. Praise be to God. Oh, I love the word of God. Oh, praise be to God. If they could only find the headship, the prophet says, the signs of the coming, it will fit just perfectly snug. It will fit just so perfectly snug, it will bind the whole thing together. That's the bride of Jesus Christ. When the headstone comes, there will be a church here on earth to receive it. It will have a ministry just exactly like this. It will just go right in here, bringing up the feet, Luther, and all the rest of them for the resurrection. Let me tell you the same work that Jesus did. Because he was the head, the body will do the same thing. The same thing that he did in the ministry of Brother Brown. He's continued to do in our lives too. He continued to change. He continued to give life. What is that? It is the headship upon the bride. Oh, praise be to God. Accepting the headship means becoming God's prisoner. <laughs> oh, accepting the headship become, means become God's prisoner. God needs prisoner today with, which, with that will prison yourself to the will of his word. 
That's the attitude. God comes and sends the headship. But what is the attitude of the bride towards that headship? The attitude of the bride towards that headship. Oh, headship, come and rest upon my soul. I was thinking of that scripture. Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. But today, let your heart be the place where he can lay his head. Headship, come. Just come into my heart. Come into my soul. Make me your prisoner of love. Let me dedicate myself to you. Because the dedication, when you dedicate yourself to God, is more willing to fill you with the headship than you are. Sometimes you are willing to receive it. He filled the headship. He came and filled the temple in the, in the wilderness when it was dedicated completely to him. He filled the temple in time of Solomon when it was completely dedicated to him. He filled the temple of Jesus Christ when it was completely dedicated to him. Today, he can fill our heart when we are completely dedicated to him. Dedication means completely yielded to him. Not one foot in, one foot out. God, I want to be completely dedicated to you. Let's remember what a pastor said at the beginning of the year. We want a real dedication to God. That's what we need. Complete dedication to God. Completely committed to him. Completely committed to him. Wholly completed, commit, com committed to him. Our attitude to God is, unite me to the head. When I feel like giving up, Lord, unite me to you. When I feel like the pressure is too much for me, God, unite me to head. Just unite me to the headship. Lead me. Guide me. Lead me. May you come and have the full preeminence. Amen. Oh, the musicians can come. We read the scripture of Jerubbabel. As you read the scripture of Jerubbabel, Brother Ed is going through the restoration time. But if you look at the story of Jerubbabel, he was one of those who was in that land. He was captive and also was brought back into the land. The Bible says in Ezra 2, it says, Jerubbabel was part of the family which came, which came with Jerubbabel, Yeshua, Nehemiah, and other people. So they were in the world, they were in Babylon and came back into the land. The same type of us, we were in the world and came back to the word of God. Even though you are born in the message, you're still, you're still born into the world, but coming back into the kingdom of God, now coming into him. And when Jerubbabel came into the land, let me tell you, when he came into the land, he found opposition in the land. Jerubbabel came back and you think that things will be, everything is fine, people have the same, everything is in line, everything is in the, can see the opinion, can see that it's in line with what God wants to do, but he found opposition in the land. Even though you come into the, the message, even though you are born again, let me tell you, you'll find opposition with the flesh, opposition with the mind, opposition with, with, your, with yourself, with the flesh and the mind. But what you have to do, you need to continue pressing on. Because what is inside of you, the soul, needs something, needs the Word of God. The Holy Spirit feeds only upon the Word of God. In order to overcome those oppression and all pressure, you need the Word of God in the heart. Did that pressure stop Zerubbabel? Not at all. 
I like what the guy says about him. He says, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shiltel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did not work, and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. Let the seven thunder stir a heart. Let the word of God stir a heart. No matter the opposition, no matter the pressure, let the word of God stir our heart. Then Jerusalem answered and said, Zechariah 4, 6, 10, the red. This is the word of the Lord unto Jerusalem, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Who art thou, a great mountain, before Jerubbabel that shall become a plain? He shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shouting, crying grace, grace unto it. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hands of Jerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it, that shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. What God has studied in your life, he will bring it to fruition. You cannot live, make a halfway work. Is that for you this morning? God will not, will not put a halfway work. He will continue and finish it to completion. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. His hand shall also finish it. They shall know that the Lord of hosts, they shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hands of Jerubbabel with those sevens. They are the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the whole earth. Let me tell you, Jerubbabel is determined to not leave you along the way. We thank God for Jerubbabel that he will not leave us along the way. Amen. Praise be to God. Musicians are already here, but let me read what the prophet says, and uh, we'll close. It says, Christ is a mystery of God revealed. We stand justified in Christ before him because he cannot pass judgment, for he's already judged that body in which I am part of. What? How am I part of it? Here it is, it's in me. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will say, Ask the Father anything in my name. It will be done because it's there. Justified. Glory to God. In other words, grace, grace, grace to the bride. It's not by your might, not by your power, only by God's grace. It says, if I could get the word to see that, why? There you are. There is the body of Christ living, standing, redeemed. Redeemed, oh my, justified in sight. Why are we justified? We are his victory. The church is his victory. We come forth in this last day with this glorious gospel showing his victory. Even though Laodicea is the most corrupt age, the bride is the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
says he died for this purpose and we are proof of his victory. Amen. When we see him coming down and living among the church, that is victory. It shows that he couldn't keep him in the grave. Neither can they keep us in the grave. That's true. We are already potentially arised because we have risen from the dead. Unbelief in this word. Unbelief in this word from denomination creeds to an eternal word of the eternal God, which is him himself working through us, manifesting himself that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's give a hand to the Lord this morning. Just to encourage you, fight for your revelation. Don't let anything take away your revelation. Actually, it can never take your revelation. It might try to work on the sensation, but it can never take your revelation once it's there. But let me let all the body follow the revelation now. Let everything be subject to your revelation. Fight for your revelation. Amen. Oh, praise me. Sorry for keeping a little bit long. There's going to be a meeting in the air. There is going to be a meeting in the air in the sweet, sweet 